Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is, I believe, episode 311. Can we go with that? I think we can go with that. Let's, yeah, 311. We're going with that. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, we're gonna we're gonna call this episode not again because I'm dealing with YouTube crap once again. Uh, as of Monday, which was February eighth, um, my future of my YouTube account is uh, questionable. Um, got hit with some copyright strikes that I'm trying to get through, uh, and if I don't, then the channel gets shut down. So that's gonna be a little bit of a change. Um, had this channel since 2006, uh, 15 years, yeah, 2006. And um, well, if it gets cleared up, we'll stay. No sweat, it'll all be good. If it doesn't get cleared up, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I don't wanna move all of my stuff again. But I also don't want to, uh, I didn't want to quit this way. You know what I mean? I wanted to retire sometime, but this isn't how I wanted to do it. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. That's all I can tell you. We'll see how it goes. Uh, at this moment, I'm waiting for YouTube to figure out what they're doing. I got a hold of the people who filed the strikes, and I said, hey, whoa, hold on. You know, let's uh, let's talk about this because there's no reason to not. Um, and I did all the counterclaim stuff through YouTube, and I haven't heard anything. It's put it on hold for a little bit. In the meantime, I'm trying to get everything backed up, and it's just taken a ridiculously long amount of time because uh, I'm not backing up everything. Long intro today. I'm not backing up everything. I've got. 20,000 videos and um, I'm just not gonna back up everything I'm gonna back up all the let's plays all of the things of import uh, but other than that if it's if it's there and it's gone it's gone I hate to say it I hate to do it but like I said it's not how I wanted to go but that's how it looks like it's gonna happen so I haven't added anything to the new uh, to the website since last we spoke so we got nothing new to talk about there there's no new soundtracks because again I you know just uh just really playing it by ear right now and we'll we'll see how things uh, pan out in a few days hopefully sooner rather than late well actually hopefully here's the thing if it can wait till like Monday that'd be great because I should be able to have everything backed up by Monday. My ISP's not gonna like it, but you know, I, I pay them money and I've been a very good customer for a very long time. They can deal with it. So, I don't know, that's uh, business as usual for the rest of the show, I guess.
Peter a raging Cajun on the tail of a swamp rat. For the first time ever, three of the most awesome action video experiences explode into one mean swamp stop and adventure. From zapping mobsters and wrestling gators in muddy marshes to chasing through the streets of Nolans, driving and shooting on your road-hugging four-wheel drive doom machine, you're up against it all. Cause that gangster king of Bourbon Street has snatched your best girl, pretty little Annabelle, the sweetest honey around, and run her off to his heavily armed estate, a plantation filled with perils and pitfalls. So muster up courage and sharpen your foot-long blade, it's time to go hunting. But if you ain't careful, the prey will eat you alive, I guarantee. It's the Adventures of Bayou Billy. Action game for the NES, developed published by Konami, released in 1989. Very strange. Very good, very strange. Um, one of the few instances in which the original Japanese version, much easier than the American version. Everything in the American version has like triple the health and you do half the damage. Uh, but the game does not lie. There is a side-scrolling beat-em-up sections, driving sections, and um, like on-rail zapper sections, which is it's really neat. It's a neat idea. It works pretty well. The soundtrack's good. The graphics are, yeah, okay. You know, you know how it goes. Uh, one episode, one video, boom, all the way through. Get it now while you still can. Well, this would be the point where I go to GameFAQs and I look up a review and I read, you know, something from Xylo the Wolf that's in eventually English and uh, tell you all about all the good times we have. Um, you know, it's it's fine. It's good. It's okay. I really like doing the reviews. We don't have one because this was a ROM hack. So, um... I'm gonna see if there's anything over at like uh, romhacking.net uh, review-wise for this, because I'll tell you what I think. But let's see. Oh, here we go. User reviews. Uh, we'll do uh, yet one and yet one. Oh, I can't do it that way. Oh, here we go. Uh, cool and stylish, says Timaeus on the 12th of October 2015. The best part of this hack is the beautiful and stylish stage colors. Oh, I love those colors. He spells that with a U. He's not from here. The level design somehow retains the essence of the original game. And just like the Revenge of the Eight Robot Masters is quite a bad point to me, but I said it because some players love this fact and base have different colors for each weapon. 
is a good hack at all. He liked it. Let's do this one. Uh, the Adventures of Ace 2 EH. This is by Dobu GM on April 19th, 2019. Levels, okay. Graphics, eh. Palette change. Music, no change. Enemies, no change. Bosses, no change. Weapons, no change. Castle, okay. Difficulty, easy, medium. Occasionally hard. Comments. While the theme is at least novel for the time, Adventure of Ace is a fairly unremarkable hack. The overall stage layout remains the same. Given that there's no new weapons or enemy eye, the hack feels like a slight remix. The stage design is decent for the most part, though the Dispring block section and Heatman stage and the Spike section and Wily Theater are both really punishing. The hack is fine if you've got nothing better to do, or if you really have a thing for base. Recommended? No. Uh, you know what? That's exactly why I played it. That's, I had nothing better to do. Um, and I agree with that. Some of the color ideas are very, very strange. Um, if you remember Flashman's level, well, it's now purple, green, and orange instead of different shades of blue. Metal Man's stage is blue. Heat Man's stage is purple. Uh, yeah. And, and layouts aren't terribly different. I don't know. It, it's, this guy's right. Um, Dobu GM. It really feels more like just a, a remix than an overall ROM hack. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's read some news. And we're going to start with this one, because it's the one on top. Uh, the way the world works, ladies and gentlemen, the Staten Island Zoo is weathering a storm of controversy over the prediction made by its resident groundhog, Staten Island Chuck, on February 2nd, an annual event at the zoo. Chuck popped up on a Facebook live stream at the designated hour on the designated day, but something seemed off. After hours of accumulating snow in the New York area, the New York Post reported Chuck was seen to emerge into bright sunlight with no snow on the ground. His handlers wearing sweatshirts. So there you have it, folks. We're going to have an early spring, announced Zoo Executive Director Ken Mitchell. Viewers weren't fooled. One commenting, well, this isn't live. Previous Groundhog Day celebrations at the zoo have also raised a ruckus. 
I just read that. In 2014, a stand-in groundhog named Charlotte died after being dropped by Mayor Bill de Blasio. And in uh, 2009, Chuck bit Mayor Mike Bloomberg's finger. What do those two have in common? Other than not being uh, uh, well-respected by groundhogs, both failed presidential runs. Yeah. That's the test, man. If you can handle a groundhog, you get elected. Here's our least competent criminals. Edner Flores, 34, entered a PNC. That is the letter P, the letter N, the letter C, not P and C. This was a bank branch in Chicago's Humboldt Park neighborhood on January 27th and allegedly tried to rob it by handling a teller a note stating that he wanted $10,000 with, quote, no die, D-I-E, packs, and that he was armed, according to federal criminal complaint. The teller activated a silent alarm and the man uh, to fill out... Hold on. The teller activated... This is just not written right. The teller activated a silent alarm and the man to fill out a blue withdrawal slip, which he did, then asked for his ATM card. That was a sentence. Uh... The help of Flores instead produced a temporary Illinois state ID card, authority said. WMAQ-TV reported police arrived while Flores was still at the window, arrested him, and found a knife in his jacket, according to a police report. And also, women changing in the locker room at the One Life Fitness in Stafford, Virginia, were unhurt. Well, that's not even news. On January 30th, when Brian Anthony Joe... Wow, you just say never trust a man with two first names? What about a man with three first names? This is Brian Tony Joe. He's 41. He fell through the ceiling, according to the Stafford County Sheriff's Office, landing on one of them. Joe, who fell about 10 feet, the sheriff said, was also uninjured. And the New York Post reported the women held him there in the locker room until authorities arrived to arrest him on charges of burglary, vandalism, and peeping. What did he burgle? What did he vandalize? We're pretty sure he peeped. Don't know about the rest. Here's a bright idea. Drag queen Spar Kelly and her neighbors in St. John's, Florida, are tired of parents parking along their street during school pickup to avoid the traffic at the nearby Creekside High School. So she dressed in her finest and for three days held up a simple sign that said, uh, that read, excuse me, this is not student pickup, honey. If what it takes is just me standing here and telling people to move along, I'll be a diva and I'll tell someone to move right along, she told WJXT-TV. On January 27th, her efforts paid off. A St. John's County Sheriff's deputy showed up to patrol the street, and plans are being made to install new no-parking signs. I think they need Spark Kelly's face on them. What do you think? I think it's a fine idea. This one is titled, Mountain Greater Than Molehill. Yes. Roger Broadstone, 67, was at home in Twinning, Michigan, when state police officers arrived on January 20th to investigate allegations of $1,500 worth of merchandise purchased with a stolen credit card. But he refused to let them in without a search warrant, WJRT-TV reported. When the troopers returned with the warrant, they found the illegally purchased items inside the house. But they also found that Broadstone had barricaded himself inside and allegedly set a booby trap and other items designed to harm the officers. Broadstone was charged with two counts related to the credit card transaction and 16 counts related to the confrontation with authorities, including five counts of attempted murder and four counts of resisting police. He was being held on a $1.125 million bond. $1,500 worth of merchandise turned into over a million dollar bond. 
Meanwhile, QAnon Shaman can have all the kale he wants in Mexico. Weird science researchers have solved the mystery of how bare-nosed wombats, native to southeastern Australia, produce poop in cubes, reports the International Business Times. Wildlife ecologist Scott Carver of the University of Tasmania is lead authority on the study and very proud to. Published January 28th in the journal Soft Matter. Sure, that details the particular inner workings of the wombat's digestive tract that produce the square-shaped dung. Is the is the journal Soft Matter specifically for wombat dung? Quote, this ability is quite unique in the animal kingdom, Carver said. <laughs> Don't say. Our research found that you really can fit a square peg through a round hole. You... Oh. I really hope that your parents have to tell their friends what you do for a living. Here's a story, a new one. Oh, that old thing saved my life once. Italian police arrested an unnamed 36-year-old in Naples, unnamed and ungendered, on January 16th on suspicion of receiving stolen goods and found a 500-year-old copy of Leonardo da Vinci's Salvatore Mundi, a painting they returned to the museum it belonged to, surprising museum officials who had no idea it had been missing. The painting is part of the Doma Museum collection at the San Domenico Maggiore Church in Naples, where the room it had hung in, quote, has not been opened for three months. Naples uh, prosecutor Giovanni Melio, uh, Melillo, yeah, told the Guardian. The copy was made by Giacomo um, Albrandi in the early 1500s. Da Vinci's original painting sold in 2017 for a record-breaking $450 million at auction and hasn't been seen in public since. Here's a story of misinformed authorities in Essex County, England, received a tip on January 16th and arrived at the Freemason Saxon Hall expecting to put an end to the illegal rave reported to be happening there. But instead of loud music and wild teenagers, officers found old people lining up to get their COVID-19 vaccines, Echo News reported. Grumpy old men and grumpy old women were in abundance, confirmed Dennis Baum, chairman of the hall, with wheelchairs, zimmer frames, and walking sticks. Bump said things got testy when the vaccine was arriving late. It was absolute chaos. The car park became chock-a-block with 80-year-old plus drivers. Police remained to offer their assistance with the traffic. Stories of government in action. Watertown, Massachusetts recently installed new parking meters with updated technology to make payment easier. But the city is instead fielding complaints from residents who say the meters are too tall to use. I'm 5'7", and I have to do a little tiptoe to reach Marianne Yagso, Yagko, I don't know, told WBZ TV, which reported February 2nd that the meters measure about 5 feet 6 inches high. If you're 5'7 and you have to tiptoe to reach 5'6, um, Assistant Town Manager Steve Magoon said Public Works employees will be lowering the meters to 48 inches in the weeks to come. It's actually sort of refreshing to have a problem of slightly shorter stature than an unemployment, COVID 19, no food, and no money commented optimistic resident Ken Pershing. I want to know why the 5'7 lady can't reach a thing that's an inch shorter than her. Lost and found, retired Navy meteorologist Paul Grisham, 91 years old of San Carlos, California, was reunited on January 30th with a leather wallet he lost 53 years ago when his 13-month tour in Antarctica ended and he returned home without it. Oh, he left it in El Segundo. 
The wallet had been found behind a locker during renovations at McMurdo Station and made its way back to him through weeks-long efforts of a group of amateur detectives working to track him down. I was just blown away, Grisham told the San Diego Union Tribune. The billfold still contained Grisham's Navy ID, driver's license, and an assortment of other items, including a recipe for homemade Kahlua, money order receipts from his poker winnings, and a set of instructions on what to do in case of an attack. What kind of attack? We'll never know. It did not contain any money because there had been nothing to buy at the station. Well, there you go. I guess. Uh, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for listening to the show. I want to remind you quickly that this is going to be one of the last episodes uh, that you're going to be able to get on, uh, well, I was going to say YouTube, but we may not even have that. Who knows? Uh, but if you are listening to this and you do usually check out for the show on YouTube, ain't going to happen. So subscribe on the podcast software of your choice by searching for Electric Leftovers or go to anchor.fm and look us up there where you can get some uh, subscription buttons and whatnot. Visit lowbiasgaming.net where you can uh, see stuff. Sure, I can't mention soundtracks because they may not be here. I can't mention videos because they may not be here. But there's plenty of stuff from everybody other than me there to keep you plenty well occupied in the meantime. Um... Find me on Twitter, at JasonGRVIN, if uh, you want to follow me there. Visit lowbiasgaming.net and join the Discord chat over there to uh, stay up to date on all the things that you should be up to date on, especially with all this YouTube crap going on. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys very much for hanging out and listening to the show, and I'll see you next week somewhere. Year six, almost over. This is uh, not how I imagined it. <laughs>